4A championship Saturday coming up on our sister station, 104.5 The Ranch. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger will be on the call, full play-by-play uh, on The Ranch, on the mobile app, over the air, a couple different places to follow along as they take on Dixie. Eric, uh, I think they play Friday, is that correct? Did I say, what did I say? You might have said Sunday. What? So did I say I, Sunday? I just want to make sure. Actually, you Friday. said Saturday. I just wanted to make should have been Friday. You said Saturday, but I, yeah. it's Friday. When you said Saturday, I was like, oh, crap. I told someone wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> Friday at 11. So their pregame coverage will start at 1045. Uh, and we wanted to get a perspective of uh, what, what's this Dixie team like? The type yeah. of season that they've had, um, the, the, the run that they've had here through this postseason. They weren't expected to be in the championship game, or were they? So we wanted to reach out to somebody who's been following high school football in Southern Utah closely this season. That's Mark Musgrave, and he joins us now. He is uh, part of Fox Sports Southern Utah, a new radio station in St. George and Cedar City. They're on 93.1 FM, 1400 AM in Cedar, and 99.5 in St. George. And he joins us now in the Full Court Press. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks Mark. for taking some time. Hey, you betcha. Glad to uh, be a part of this. And, hey, when they play a high school game in Utah on a Sunday, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that would be history in the making. <laughs> it's been a long day, okay? Man. <laughs> so good. <laughs> hey, Mark, I got to ask you, like, their schedule in the preseason – I feel like helped prepare them for the great region play in Southern Utah in Region 9. I mean, you played a, a what, 10 and 1 Springville football team, you lost 41-10. They they play a good 8 and 4 Riverton uh, Riverton team, they lose by 3. Uh yep. they dominate Palm Desert California. So, I feel like that preseason schedule set them up for Region 9 play. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um Dixie, one thing that that's what coach Monkers always does. He schedules a tough preseason um, schedule to prepare for Region 10. Region 10, a lot like Region 11, always competitive, always great teams. And when you play better teams, you get better. Again, it doesn't, you know, the, the whole RPI thing kind of changed things a little bit, or if it didn't, it probably should, because those losses and wins do go against you now. But before the RPI, it was always great to schedule those really, really tough teams. So, that you are more prepared when you enter the region play. I said region 9, I meant region 10, I'm sorry. Now it's just all flip-flopping back I, and forth. I have made that mistake so many times this year, <laughs> trust me. When you said region 9, it didn't even click with me. Hey, so so this Dixie team, uh, a lot of, just looking over their schedule, uh, a lot of games where they score 40 points or more, and a good uh, sound defense as well. So there's a yeah. lot of similarities, actually, between them and Ridgeline, two teams that can put up a lot of points but also have yep. stout defenses. Uh, what yeah, I totally agree. I, I was looking at Ridgeline's um, points per game and, and kind of who leads that team as well, and I was. I was seeing a lot of similarities um, between these two teams. Now, to start off the season, uh, Bronson Barbon, the starting quarterback for the Flyers, uh, I believe it was an ankle injury that knocked him out for a couple of games. So the first part of region play, they had a completely different offense. Seth Tikau was uh, under center. and Well, not under center, but he's playing quarterback with a lot of jet sweeps um, with Shea Anderson. And it did work for a little – got them by until Bronson Barbin came back, and now they have a full arsenal of, 
of passing, running, jet sweep. They've got athletes all over the field um, that, that Ridgeline will need to take notice for sure. They got two really good. You talked about the running game just a little bit, but uh, Jeffrey Christensen uh, or Christian, I believe, uh, uh-huh. four hundred twenty-four yards on eighty-three carries. Shea Anderson's got over three hundred yards as well. Uh, it just seems like they're a dual threat kind of a team. That if you want to, if you want to stop their passing, then you got to deal with their running game. How big and how good is that running game? Jeff Christian is the chain mover. Um, third and three. It, it, if it doesn't go to Jeff Christian, I'd be surprised. He is the chain mover. He averages about five yards a carry. Um, Shea Anderson, he's the guy that takes those jet sweeps, and, man, he is fast and shifty. He is the perfect person to do that. And then the big play guy is Seth Tikau, 10 TDs um, and three games with over 100 yards. He's the big play guy, uh, and he, he, he does it out of a wide receiver position as well. He's very versatile. He'll be in the backfield. He'll be in the slot. He'll be out on the end. Very versatile. Uh, that's one thing about this Dixie team as well. They got very good athletes playing on both sides of the ball, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, some of those as well. But yes, the, the explosive guy is Seth Tikal. Yeah, uh, Mark, you've you, you're you're a PA announcer for Desert Hills. You've been calling play by play for some of these high schools this season. Yep. So you, you've seen Dixie in a couple different iterations against different matchups. Yep. Uh, but some of the film that that I've watched on them is not only do they have this great running attack, but they have a variety of wide receivers that any one of them could you know, crack it open and, and go loose. And, and so it, it just seems like Bronson Barbin has a lot of uh, options when he gets that snap. Yes, they do. Seniors, it starts with the three seniors, Derek Kesterson, Shea Anderson, and Jaquiel Mitchell. Keep your eye on Jaquiel Mitchell. That kid is unbelievable. They are all really good, along with, along with Shea Anderson, very explosive. Derek Kesterson, more of a chain-mover possession-type receiver, but he is really good at that. So watch that. Also, too, um, Derek Kesterson has a younger brother playing, Mason Kesterson, and he is very good over the middle, big kid, good hands, and he definitely contributes to the Flyers' success in the passing game for sure. Bridgeline's no secret. Tell us what you think about him. Um, my goodness. I, I was looking at Caden Cox. Uh, I was looking at his um, stats. He, does he really only have two picks? That's the correct. Entire season? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is fantastic. And then I, like I say, looking at Noah White and then the two receivers that you guys have, Olsen and Simmons. I cannot wait. I'm going to be glued to the streaming uh, to this game. So it, it's going to be phenomenal. Just, you know, and again, on the both sides of the ball, you know, talking about Olsen and Simmons, they're going to have to deal with Jaquiel Mitchell. He has eight picks for the Flyers this year. And Mamo Tofi, he has seven picks for the Flyers. And then Kel Martinez also comes in, two picks. They're all very athletic. This is going to be a fun matchup. Remind me, did you call the Skyview Dixie game, or was that uh, was that Lucas? Yes, yeah. yes, I did. So that was a wild, wild finish. <laughs> Where if Dixie didn't get past that, would Skyview be in the position they are here? Or because there was some funky stuff with Pineview and Desert Hills, and uh, oh, the no, way that I was, I'm sorry, I was at the Pineview Desert Hills game. That's correct. Yeah, no, I um, I was not at that game. I apologize. 
Because I know I remember I reached but, out to one of you guys down there to help us call a game. I yeah. just couldn't remember which of you was on that one specifically. But uh, but th- there was the playoffs have been really wild with Region Ten and how it's played out. Desert Hills, the number one team, and they yeah. didn't even make it out of the quarterfinals. Yeah, and you know, I, I going into that game, we finished the season with Pineview um, and beat them. Uh, I kind of handily, I, I would say in the last game of the uh, of region play for us, last game of the season, for Desert Hills when I say us. Um, and then when I saw the bracket come out, I'm like, oh, no, Snow Ca- or Pineview's on the same side of the bracket as Desert Hills. If they beat Snow Canyon, we're going to play them again. So for Desert Hills, it was back-to-back games against Pineview. And as the winning team, I personally, I never want to play a team twice after beating them the first time especially that close to each other. It was only 17 days apart. And I knew Pineview was going to be the best ninth seed in probably Utah history. So uh, it, it was a game that we that I didn't want Desert Hills to play for sure. And it turned out to be last play of the game, 4.9 seconds left. And uh, Pineview made a play, and you know Desert Hills did not advance. Anybody that we interview in regards to high school sports, I like to ask them this question just because I feel like the opinion differs and varies from yeah. person to person, but two regions in one class. What are your thoughts? You know, it's, <laughs> it's so funny that the, both of the regions are the farthest away in the state that you can actually be, which is so strange. Um, I, I wish there were more. I mean, only 13 teams in a, in a classification – I don't think is enough. I mean, it, it, there's not going to be any asterisks um, by state champions' names or anything like that, but you would like to see more than 13 teams, I think, just personally. I, I kind of miss the middle of the state being a part of this postseason. Uh, Mark, as, uh, as you've kind of watched Dixie through this season, we've talked about how they can have this high-powered offense and a pretty solid defense, too, but... They, uh, for example, they kind of struggled against uh, Desert Hills uh, in their matchup there where Desert Hills was able to put up a lot of points and yeah. kind of limit what they were able to do. So what, what's kind of been the, the games that you've seen Dixie falter? What's been some of the reasons behind that, do you feel? The reason behind that Desert Hills loss was turnovers. They had, uh, they had nine or ten turnovers that game, believe it or not. And Desert Hills was a defense that so you could move the ball on them but they were very opportunistic, which, you know, they loved to create turnovers, whether it was interception, um, causing fumbles. So Desert Hills did thrive on that, but that was by far the most turnovers that they had created throughout the season. And when you have nine turnovers like Dixie did, you are, you're not going to win any game. Uh, what is Region 10? Kind of give us the introduction or at least uh... – Give us a good description of what Region 10 was like this year for, and how competitive that region is. You know, it was so funny. It was, it was, uh, was well-balanced and, and really kind of everything kind of fell into, into place as far as placement. You know, Desert Hills went undefeated. They were the top team. Um, Dixie came in second. They lost to one game. They lost to the team above them, which was Desert Hills. Um, Snow Canyon... I believe, was third in the region, and they lost two games to the two teams on top of them. And that's exactly how it went um, all the way down. It was just everybody placed, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 
and you lost to the teams that were above you. Like, no, there were no upsets, really, once you looked at the final standings. You know, Hurricane didn't upset anybody like Snow Canyon. Um, you, it was so weird how the, the standings finished up. You lost to the person that was above you. It was so weird. Wow. I've, I've never really seen that before. Ah, that's um, interesting. It was, yeah, it was. It was really. It was really strange. I've never seen that where, you know, the fifth place person, the fifth place team, lost to the four teams on top of them, and third place, the two teams on top of them. It was so strange. I've never seen that before. There were no upsets. Um, looking at the standings, there were no upsets in the region. Well, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. I think that uh, Ridgeline got pushed by Crimson Cliffs this last week. Yeah, uh, probably did, one of yeah. their biggest tests that they've had in quite some time. Uh, and uh, Dixie you know, taking care of Pineview. And, uh, I think this is going to be a really fun championship on, uh, again, Friday morning. Yeah, don't miss 11 o'clock. It. Don't wait for any other day. I'm like excited for that Sunday high school football game. <laughs> was just I can't in. wait for that. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, Mark, you know, we, go ahead. I just wanted to kind of throw out this because I thought it was very interesting too. Um, coach, head coach Blaine Monkers, this is his 31th, 31st season um, coaching high school football. He's actually sixth in the all-time coaching victories in the state of Utah and that was per the UHSAA record book. So, wow. Um, this isn't his first rodeo. He's got a really good um, staff as well. I just kind of wanted to – I thought that was worthy of throwing out there that, uh, again, he's sick, uh, all-time coaching victories in the state of Utah. And forgive me for my lack of knowledge in this regard, but uh, what is his success like, and how long has he been uh, with Dixie? So this is his second stint with um, Dixie High School. He was there from 2008 to 2014, took a little hiatus and actually went to Dixie State University and coached a little tiny bit there, and then went to Murray in the year of 2016, Riverton in 2017, and then back to Dixie here. Uh, He's been there since 2018 and to current. So this is his second stint with the Flyers. What kind of postseason success has he seen, especially with Dixie? I know that they have have a state championship with him. I don't have that right in front of me. Um, but but he does have he does have one or two state championships though I I do believe. Well, I'm excited for the showdown as we said. This will be fun. I, I think these are two really good teams playing great football right now. Uh, Dixie got past Skyview, uh, rolled the dice, went for two in overtime, and, and got it very gutsy. But the way their offense was rolling, I couldn't couldn't blame them for making that call. So uh, this is going to be a great showdown, I think, and. Uh, it, it, We'll see how it all plays out and who comes home with the hardware. If it's heading north or heading south, uh, yeah. a coach that's been doing it for a long time versus somebody this is only his second year as a head coach. So Right, yeah, for sure. Now, you know, I again, I'm the PA announcer over at Desert Hill, so I have a lot of black and gold that flows through my blood. But uh, I did graduate Dixie, so I got a little bit of blue blood left in me. And so, you know... I, Go Flyers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame you for that. Can't blame you for that. Mark Musgrave, he's on Fox Sports Southern Utah on 1400 AM, 93.1 FM in Cedar City, 99.5 in St. George. He's got a show called From the Bleachers uh, and uh, covering all things Southern Utah uh, and also contributes to stgeorgenews.com. Mark, yep. it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, thanks for the perspective Great on Great stuff, Dixie. Mark. Thank you, gentlemen.